Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Um, today's show is awesome. Today's show is full of technical information, uh, part information, and a lot of answers that I get, or a lot of questions, a lot of answers to questions that I get all the time. Um, one thing I will ask of you before we get started, if you're listening on an iOS device, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. It really helps our podcast get noticed. Uh, the more people that search for it, the more people that leave reviews, uh, it shows up for more people and that's better for everybody. Um, another thing you can do is go on Facebook, leave us a review. Uh, that's super helpful. And if you're not following us on YouTube, uh, we recently launched the video version of all of our podcasts where we have the my host, the host myself, uh, and the guest uh, are doing YouTube videos where we're, we're basically FaceTiming and we're looking at videos that uh, we pull up on the web um, while we're going through the podcast. So you'll hear us reference images and things like that throughout the podcast. If you want, uh, check us out on YouTube at Racing on the Rocks. Today's show is awesome and very, 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 very much powered by Supergrip ATV, ATV Tires. We work while you play is their slogan, and one of the most important things to have while you're out riding um, with these excellent set of tires is uh, the, the peace of mind not have to worry about getting flats. Uh, Supergrip ATV tires, they have a no flat preventative liner, or a flat preventative liner, excuse me. They guarantee no flats um, to a certain degree. The Supergrip Flat Preventative Liner, which is available in all of our ATV tires, is uniquely designed to seal tire punctures up to one quarter inch in diameter. There are no liquids or slimes involved. Each tire is specifically lined to automatically seal holes as foreign objects withdraw. Supergrip's Flat Preventative Liner gives you the confidence to explore the roughest backcountry terrain. All Supergrip ATV tires are available with the self-sealing flat preventative liner. The liner will act to prevent prevent flats by caused by I'm, excuse me I'm butchering this. The liner will act to prevent uh, flats caused by objects puncturing the tire up to one quarter inch in diameter. A little bit about Supergrip if you don't know, um, they're the manufacturer of the Supergrip ATV K9 tire, uh, an excellent tire. Just did another review on our Facebook and Instagram, Racing on the Rocks, for both of those, uh, where we talk about the tires, and I've got a couple rides on them, um, and it's kind of a good catch-me-up and a good answer to if my opinion has changed after a few rides, and after they've really broken in and got going, what my thoughts are on them. Uh, a little bit about Supergrip. Uh, the Supergrip Corporation was established in 1984 to meet the, uh, meet the demand for high-quality tires. Uh, they actually started in the industrial market, but Supergrip builds every single one of their tires using the best raw materials available with the highest grade natural rubber. Uh, what I learned uh, in this podcast or a podcast previously, uh, that tires rubber comes from trees. I had no idea. That may be ignorant to some of you guys. That may seem foolish, but uh, really, really amazing. High grade natural rubber and the best quality carbon black. The ultra-high tensile nylon cord, or Kevlar, Supergrip produces a lineup of tire products that remain unmatched in quality. I can attest to that. I'm a big fan, personal user, and have had nothing but great success out of the tires. Spoiler for that video. Uh, I really like them. They're doing great for me. Um, so with that, uh, I highly recommend them. They're, again, 
incredible to deal with. The hardest part right now is finding someone who has them in stock. Uh, there's more shipments coming in. I know there's multiple coming in through May. There's one coming at the uh, end of April. One just came in. Uh, absolutely awesome. Our next sponsor is Infinite Offroad. Uh, InfiniteOffroad.com. Infinite Offroad has a crazy 25 year you break it, they replace it warranty. Um, the craziest thing is that covers their light bars, light pods, wheel whips, or sorry, wheel rings, whips, rock lights, everything. The whole nine yards is covered um, by that 25 year you break it, they fix it warranty. I personally have dealt with Infinite Off Road for a number of years now, since all the way back from 2013, way before I started the podcast. Uh, Mike and his team are still open for business during the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, uh, but they're experiencing slight delays on some items due to component supply and carrier delays. So do keep that in mind. But if you do go online, uh, they're on Infinite Off Road on Instagram and Facebook. They also have InfiniteOffRoad.com where all their ordering is done. Uh, if you do choose to order you some lights, uh, I've run lights. I run uh, just. I mean, be honest with you, I've shopped for a lot more than lights at Infinite Off-Road. They have a bunch of different things, even a very unique cage design that is exclusive to Infinite Off-Road that's built by one of the best manufacturers of cages in the entire world, uh, Wide Open Design. 10% um, off the entire website with code word ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, will get you 10% off your lights, your light bars, your pods, your wheel rings, your rock lights, your wiring and power controllers, UTV parts, Jeep and truck parts. Everything you can think of, Infinite Off-Road, 10% off using code word ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S, at checkout. Glad to have those guys on board. I really like them. Um, our next sponsor is All Things UTV. All Things UTV pretty much makes up for the rest of it, uh, whether it's the Razorade, Tender Springs, decals, apparel, Polaris uh, information, Can-Am parts, Honda Talon uh, parts, Kawasaki. They carry safety equipment. Uh, wheels, tires, they're actually a dealer for the Super Grip ATV tire. They have a ton of different brands, including System 3, Dragonfire, KMC, um, Journey tires, everything you can think of. They're actually who I went through to get um, all a lot of my protective gear for my car. I got my limit straps from them. I got my inner fender liners. If you're not familiar with those, it took me about 25 minutes to install these. And what it is, is this is a steel guard from uh, the back of the wheel well on my UTV and all UTVs except for the Kawasaki KRX. Uh, they have plastic right there where sticks and other things can come through the floorboard. Uh, my inner fender liners from all things UTV are a big piece of mine when I'm going fast in the woods. They're a piece of steel that covers that piece of plastic so in the event that a stick tries to get jammed up in there it'll be met with a piece of steel rather than a piece of plastic. Uh, there's been a lot of a lot of horror stories on social media of people even getting impaled by by debris and other things coming through the floorboard. No more is that a worry with all things UTV inner fender liners. Uh, give them a call, see what they'll do for you. They're always running specials and always have the best prices. Tell them Racing on the Rocks sent you. Okay, now we pay the bills. Today on the show, uh, I have Matt Burke from DinoJet Research Incorporated. Um, Dynajet is obviously a huge, well-known name in the UTV market. Uh, they have everything. Tunes, 
clutches, uh, everything in between, really. I mean, there's so many different things that their name is attached to. Uh, a lot of really cool information, a lot of necessary information uh, in regards to making your car work and how they sell and what they do exactly and the breadth in, uh, of their company and all the things that they've done and how long they've been around. Uh, without a further ado, the very intelligent, very wise Matt Burke. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. Cool things is we are live. Is uh, you'll actually be able to see all the comments from Facebook Live and YouTube Live, um, all in the same location. Uh, so it's it's pretty neat that they'll all kind of roll in on that right column window. I don't know. Can you actually see that? Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. All right. Great, great. Um, so let me jump over here and uh, get that link just to make sure everything's working the way I hope it would be. Okay, it looks good. All right, Matt Burke from Dynajet. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you have been uh, requested this technology. This conversation has been requested. Um, obviously, when someone brings up the performance, the clutching, all this and that in the UTV market, you guys have made your staple. So I knew I would just might as well go to the top of the food chain, reach out and see if we could work something out. Um, glad you're here and I'm glad to have the expertise on board. Um, how is your day going? Tell me about the weather. Tell me about quarantine. How are you guys doing? Um well, DinoJet is open. Um, we have taken some necessary steps to follow the guidelines that have been placed out there, but you know we're still our tech support line's still there and cranking all day long. Um, sales, you know, we're still shipping product. Um, we've mitigated it uh, clearly, as you see. I work from home at the moment, mm -hmm. um, but uh, you know we're we're still there helping the customers to the best of our ability. You know, a lot of stuff through email and stuff. Um, day to day, uh, personally, I just can't wait back to, uh, can't wait to get back to racing. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, I'm used to traveling. Uh, mm -hmm. I travel quite a bit to shows all around the U S and so, uh, it's, it's a little different, um, especially in the UTV arena, uh, getting in front of people is very big. Yeah. Uh, we so much online. Um, we're actually getting face to face, um, you know, we were at King of the Hammers this year, got to see tons of people. So um, it's that face-to-face -face interaction where you can really kind of talk about the product, see their vehicle, help them out. That's really where things move forward. Now, when you say you go to these races and you go to these events, um, obviously you're there to talk to the actual consumer, the everyday person like me. But you mentioned, are you guys hands-on with race teams in, in terms of like development and making sure that their systems are up and running? Uh, yeah. Um, so quite often, um, you know, originally I used to go to the races uh, for we had booths where people could come ask questions. We'd be there for support. Um, I still currently do most of the best in the desert races. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I actually started racing. So I'm not only there as a racer, but I'm there still. Um, I think at the last race, I actually had someone come up as I was getting dressed for the race. That had a problem and you know it was like all right let me help them real quick 
get their car going and then get back to what I need to. So <laughs> that's that's very nice of you. I know if, if I'm if I'm in this. Okay, look, uh, my my safety gear is a little bit of a hand me down. And uh, the the my, my fire suit's a little tight. I'll say it like that. And if I'm in the fire suit and I'm ready to go and it's it's hot, I'm. If you come up to me, I'm, I might not be the most friendly. So uh, that's pretty cool that, that you were able to do that, and uh, especially mentally able to do that and step away. So that was cool. Um, well, well, first and foremost, I you know I'm a representative of DinoJet. Mm -hmm. uh, if I'm there, no matter what, I'm representing DinoJet, and I'm going to help anyone that has our product on there. So. Yeah. So that's kind of the vibe that I've gotten. I, obviously, um, you have a, a pretty large social media following. Dynajet has a big, large social media following. Um, you guys have racers, and, and you guys are really just well-known. One of the questions that got asked to us on Instagram was, um, how do you stay so motivated and, and just like upbeat and, and, and for the business? And, and I mean, obviously, just having that conversation right there, your moments before a race, how do you manage to keep that spirit going? Uh, that would be Mike Kelly that asked that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, what it is, is it is just a passion. Um, so I started working for DinoJet coming on six years now. So, um, yeah, it's about, no, no, it's coming up on my seventh year. So Ooh. I started in 2013. Um, originally, you know, tech support, uh, doing motorcycles, which we were, that's what we did as power sports, motorcycles. Um, I got the uh, lucky opportunity to go to a UTV event. Um, it was actually Rally at the Rocks. And I okay. uh, absolutely fell in love with what UTVs were. And um, the nice thing is Dialjet has given me the ability to run with it. Um, I know the next two years, I think it was at 13 events a year, uh, trying to Everyone knows us for our dynamometers. So the chassis dynamometer that's in the, either in the ground or above ground, you test cars on, tune cars, tune motorcycles. That's what people are used to. That's mm -hmm. how they know dyno jet. Uh, either that or our jet kits for carburetors. And it's kind of, if you see the name dyno jet, it's kind of where it all comes from. Um, UTVs was a whole new thing. So um, they gave me the opportunity and I went full force with it. Um, and it's really taken off and our line has gone from just basic fuel adjustments all the way through clutching and bigger turbos. And I mean, we're trying to do everything we can for the UTV market. So tell me a little bit about your background. Cause you guys mentioned you guys actually ran the, the dyno system. Uh, let me actually, I've actually got it pulled up here got it in the wrong window here. Let me see if I can jump this over. So, I can get it in the right window. All this stuff is still new. There we go. So is that is that what you're talking about there? Yes. Um, I'm not the best when it comes to models, but I believe that's the 424, which is uh, two drums. Um, that's for an all-wheel, that's basically an all-wheel drive dyno that allows mm -hmm. like, you know, the all-wheel drive cars. Um, it has an option that you can actually, it's the Linksys system, where a belt links the two together so that both drums will turn at the exact same speed. But you can also disengage it to run two-wheeled. Now, an interesting fact is when we first started tuning UTVs, we used one of our ATV dynos, mm -hmm. which is a smaller version of this. And we found that we actually needed the automotive dyno to properly tune the UTV because we needed a, a long enough run. Uh, we were getting to... 
uh, peak horsepower and RPM in three, four seconds on the ATV dyno, where on the automotive, we could get a full 13 second run. Mm -hmm. So most of the UTV market, we kind of push them toward this because originally when the 800s and 900s are out, the ATV dyno worked perfect. Mm -hmm. But these 1000s turbos, it, just even by wheelbase, mm -hmm. you, you need one of the automotive dynos. But yes, that is that is one of our staples right there. Okay, cool. So you have that. And then, you know, you guys eventually move over into uh, expanding your UTV market. Um, but before we get to that, tell me tell me a little bit more about the history of, of, of Dynajet in terms of how long you guys have been around, because um, obviously the name precedes, you know, everything. It's just you, you hear the name and it, it rings a bell in your ear. So can you tell me a little bit about that? So Dynojet started in the early 70s. Now, there's a back and forth within the company of actually what year we started. Mm -hmm. uh, I've heard anywhere from 72 to 75. But, <laughs> you know, we've been, we've been around quite a long time. Um, chassis dynos was one of the first things. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember. I, I They've kind of talked to me about some of the old stuff mm -hmm. uh, where it was like just like a, like a Chevy big block engine with a belt on it spinning a drum. Yeah. And that's where they kind of started. Um, then they got into building carburetor kits um, as fuel injection was not out at the time. Um, and of course, as fuel injection came out around 98, I believe, is one of our first power commanders. Mm -hmm. uh, the power commander basically won. Um, some of the old, I think the Jigsaw was one of the first ones, along with the uh, Harley Davidson, um, the old uh, Magneti Morelli units. Those are one of the first ones we came out and the power commander has evolved over time you know our current uh one is the power commander five power commanders are a piggyback system they basically plug in line with your fuel injection system um, coils and it basically intercepts the signal from the ecu to those parts and then tells them what we want to do hmm. so it's a piggyback system you yank it out it's as if it was never there mm -hmm. so um, that's really where we got our, where everyone knows us is those power commanders yet kids. Um, UTV market came around and we were doing power commanders for it. Um, and then of course, flash tuning came out, right? Flash tuning is the wave of the future. It's actually the wave of current. Um, that is the way to go. Um, so we dove in head first with the uh, UTVs. Mm -hmm. Um, and started with uh, our Polaris Razor uh, 2016 Turbo, um, started development there. When we started getting more power from that, we realized the next weakest link was clutch kits. Okay. Or was clutches. So we go, okay, well, let's start looking at doing clutches. So we started working on clutch kits. And that basically just continued on down the line where, you know, it's like, what's the next weakest point or what's the next thing we could upgrade? Yeah. Um, even to the point of bigger turbos, that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, and started with Polaris, then with Canium. And the nice thing about the product line, so that is the Power Vision product line. We've had it around since 09 for Harley Davidson. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows the Power Vision for Harley Davidson. Um, when we got into UTVs, we came out with this item called the PVCX, which has now evolved into the Power Vision 3. Um, that Power Vision 3 now covers. The entire Polaris line, Can-Am, um, we now do Honda, we do the Talon, um, we also do the Grom, we do the CBR, we're working on dirt bikes, flashing dirt bikes. Mm -hmm. uh, we are flashing Yamaha side-by-sides. 
Um, we are now working on, yep, that's it. We're working on the, uh, we're flashing the R1, the R6, MT10. So it's nice because this unit flashes directly over diagnostic. There's no installation involved. Um, the tunes are already on the unit, flashes directly through the ECU. You need to go, if you need to, let's say you're having a problem and you want to see if it's a uh, tune related, the stock tunes are located on the unit. You can flash that back. Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of the units like Polaris, we actually will uh, read the stock tune out of it. So you have your copy of your actual stock tune. Uh, but there's a lot you can do with this unit. Um, it's uh, we actually it actually also works as a data logger. So okay. You can actually data log when you're out. You can send us those logs and we can actually diagnose what the car is doing. We can that's work on adjusting the tune and sending it back to you. So. Yeah, that's really neat. I know me again, I, people hear this, who listen to the podcast all the time. Uh, I'm an, I'm a big, I'm a software engineer. So AKA I'm a coder, I'm a big nerd. So having the ability to look at data like that, um, that's pretty neat. But uh, one thing that I always was curious about was when I go online and I go to a retailer and I see, you know, that image that I pulled up, I, I see, I see this image right here and it says, such and such, such and such, you know, 2017, 1000 XP, phase one, phase two, phase three, et cetera. You know, there's a, there's a numerous different names um, for them. What does that mean? What comes with each package? And, and, and you know, what, what, what differentiates a phase one from like a phase five, et cetera? So DinoJet, so us being the manufacturer, we kind of do a little different. Okay. Uh, we basically offer tunes off the shelf, just like we did for the Power Commander. Nothing super crazy. We're basically for the guy that can just plug in and go. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a lot of companies that um, use our delivery system, basically. So they use right. the Power Vision, and then they create their own custom tunes. You've got people like Wayland Speed, uh, Aftermarket Assassins, KMS, Performance. They're building custom tunes that, of their own and then shipping the units with those. Now they might have E85 tunes, E98 tunes. Um, mm. you know, so they've done some additional stuff. Now uh, I know I get the call sometimes like, well, do you have an E8, E90 or E85 tune for me? Well, that's not really what we're doing because we're doing it for the general public, not the few that are actually going for some special tune. We mm -hmm. usually send our customers to those guys because like, hey, these are dealers of ours that are using our product that mm. are doing exactly what you're looking for. So, okay. Yeah. Is, is we actually are now seeing a change where diesel tuners are now coming over because most of these diesel tuners, these guys that show up in their, tr with their truck, mm -hmm. that truck is pulling a UTV in the back. Yeah. What better way to make a one-stop shop? We've got people like five-star tuning that everybody knows with trucks. Yeah. They started in and they're loving it and they're doing a great job. Uh, Rudy's Diesel and Performance is now a dealer of ours selling that product. Um, yeah. We're getting that crossover because the guys are already coming to them. They trust them. Why not do both? And yeah. so that's what yeah. So that was always something that I always, so the, the tuner programmer for vehicles was always an area that, um, and, and for a little bit of background here, I come from no experience in, in automotives at all. Um, basically all my experience was I had Jeeps when I was 16 to 20 and 
when I turned 20, uh, I bought a UTV and then I'm 25 now and it's just gone on from there. So very limited. And one of the things that my mom, who was an insurance agent all of her life until she retired, said, if you put a programmer on your car and for some reason it locks up or anything like that, you got to worry about voided warranties that are potentially damaging your computer on your car. Are, are those things real? Is that a real concern? Um, in all reality, like we've had warranty stuff that's happened and mm -hmm. really haven't had a problem yet. Because mm -hmm. um, if you can communicate to the ECU, you can flash a stock tune back in. Right. Um, most often it's not going to be tune related. It's a mechanical thing. Sure, sure, um, sure. So, you know, I'm sure there is, we have not, we don't leave a footprint, but I'm sure there is a coder somewhere back at headquarters that can spend a long time digging and find some kind of, you know, how many times this vehicle has been flashed. Right. There, there is that potential. Uh, but there, you know, I mean, especially with UTVs, UTV uh, warranty lasts about six months. Yeah. It's not worth anything either. It, yeah. it, it's not. And, you know, um, most often, I mean, if you really truly look at your warranty, you change your exhaust, you void your warranty. You change your tire size, you technically void warranty. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you've got that bone stock car, I mean, if they want to mess mess with you, they're going to. So, yeah, I, um, but we have yet to have a problem. Mm -hmm. Not going to say that it's not possible. Anything in this world is possible. Sure. You get a big enough nerd behind a computer, he's going to find whatever he wants to find. I was about to say you can you can definitely do it for sure, um, but but all that being said, you know I think it's really cool that you guys are you know the roots of the performance tune market because you know all these different people take it a step further and the question is you know you guys have obviously the delivery mechanism that works really well to get a tune on a vehicle um, and you guys have uh, is is conservative tunes an, an okay phrase to say. Is that is that a good ballpark to classify you guys in? Well, we we keep it within a safe range. Okay. For All right. Simple fact that yes, we could push the car farther, mm -hmm. but there's really no point. We like to make stuff that comes off the shelf that you don't have to change out head studs or head gasket. You don't have to upgrade the head gasket. You know, even our bigger turbo kit, it is rated to go farther than we actually set it. Sure. Sure. Because we're like, we want, we as a manufacturer, because that's, sometimes I think customers get con us confused because they think we're a tuning shop. Mm -hmm. We do tune, we do development, but we're not, our guys could tune, but if we did that, we'd never get new product out. Because sure. all we be doing is building tunes. We are doing, we are a manufacturer that created a product and we're basically creating something that they can just take off the shelf, put on their vehicle, and go have fun. That's yeah. our. Okay. And see now, now someone who is, you know, done the racing, done the hill kill and done all that stuff. Uh, I hear about, you know, a lot of these guys, they'll run such and such as stage, you know, 14 tune with, with crazy tubes and bigger turbo. And I'm just like, you know, you, you mentioned earlier, you guys got to the point where you were pushing the brakes further down the line. And at what point is, you know, the internals of your engine, not where you like, that's not where I want to have an issue when I go out at all. So it, it to, to me, just a guy who wants to keep his machine together, doesn't feel like getting into those internals like that. 
that seems like not only the safer bet, more reasonable bet, but I mean, you know, we're playing it. I feel like I'm playing it down a little bit. The tunes you guys offer uh, are excellent because I actually ran one on my last uh, RS1 car. Uh, I ran the Dynajet tune and then I even had the uh, aftermarket assassins version and you know, six one way, half a dozen another, in my opinion. Maybe it was me who never drove it to the capabilities of the, you know, the, the more aggressive tune. But man, it just, you know, I think that you guys are well within the range of, of high performance for sure. Um, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we have know what we're doing in that sense, especially yeah. when it comes to our product. We're very mm -hmm. familiar with our product and what it does. Um, you know, I know Mike personally at Aftermarket Assassins, uh, great guy. He definitely knows what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But again, that's why you go to a tuner because he's got his own way of doing stuff. Mm -hmm. Everyone out, every tuner out there has got his own reasoning for doing something. Mm -hmm. And like I always say, you know, I always get big comments, on, especially on Facebook, like, well, are you, you know, why is your tune better than aftermarket sandwich? I go, I can't honestly say that because I have not tested their tune, mm -hmm. but I can say what our tune does. Because mm -hmm. everyone has their own, our the guy who does all of our cal calibration has a certain way that he tunes and what he wants to see, and that's how his tune's going to be. Now, you go down the street, you might find someone else that has a totally different way that they tune. Yeah. So it really comes down to what you want, what you're looking for. And I always tell people, ask around. Find out who people are using it. Go with them. I mean, we are technically not open to the public. Yeah. So you can't just come by and schedule an appointment to come in uh, yeah. because we're an R&D facility for mm -hmm. our product. Um, so, you know, and that's what it is. We have a lot of dyno owners, so we'd like to send them back out to our dyno owners. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this, uh, and to kind of wrap up the, the tuner question here. I go out, I go get a Power Vision 3 flash tuner. Um, what can I expect from my vehicle? Is there any more specification I need in purchasing the product other than that? Um, other than knowing that I want that one right there or, you know, what do I need to do to order it? And then what am I going to get when I put it on my car? Um, I mean, you can simply order it through our website. You can go there, put make model in here. Um, the tunes can preload it on the device. Okay. So be able to immediately flash the vehicle. Um, what you can expect is, uh, so like all of our tunes, we raise speed limits, rev limits, um, we're adjusting fueling timing. Uh, we're raising limp home mode. So you throw a code for a you know, misfire. You're not stuck at 3000 RPM. We raise you to 7,000. Um, we're raising, mm -hmm. um, we're lowering the fan engagement. So you get a cooler, you know, the fan kicks on at a lower temperature. That's basically where you're getting across all the tunes. Uh, we're adjusting throttle profile. So it's more of like a one-to-one, -one, especially in the NA cars. That, that ratio makes a big difference, so it's not so jerky when you're on and off the throttle. Yeah. Um, the turbo cars, we're actually altering boost, so we're raising boost. Okay. Um, you know, you're you're seeing you know, 10 to 12 horsepower to the rear wheels just from adjusting the, the boost, so. That's pretty amazing. That's cool. That's pretty amazing. Now, uh, you know, realistically, because numbers matter to some people, uh, I come to you and I say, hey, how many horsepower can I get out of your top level, top tier product? What can I expect numbers wise? So if you went with like our stage five um, with 
So we just released the stage five for KM. So that's bear turbo, our new wastegate, um, bigger injectors, uh, charge tube, clutch kit tuner. Uh, I think we were looking somewhere in the 50 to 60 plus horsepower running oh. 100 octane. Uh, that's and mind you, the way DinoJet measures all horsepower is rear wheel. Mm -hmm. That's how our, our dynos register horsepower. So every number we put out there is rear wheel. I know a lot of times people put crank numbers out there, which that don't count. <laughs> I don't really know how they've been getting that. It's kind of a calculation. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, ours is rear, rear wheel, uh, you know, all the way down to the guy that gets just, just gets the tuner on a turbo, you know, you're 12 to 15 horsepower. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah, you got a guy who puts on 35-inch tires, you're probably going to be lower than that. But, mm -hmm. again, that's an average. Um, you know, we have never shied away from if we have uh, – uh, oh, geez, there's James. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you my story with James. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, you guys you guys rode together. Tell me a little bit about that because um, that dude, every single race I've been to, he comes back with either no doors, one door – half a door it's it's something wild so tell me your story with him all right so it was uh not this king of the hammers it was last year uh he had hit me up about sponsorship and uh i was like who is this guy i don't even know this guy you know i was like i don't know what i can do and then he had an issue he was gonna stop by our office he had an issue with the car he's like i just i'll meet you at king of the hammers i was like i'll bring you some product um so i get there he has James Cantrell problem, of course. You know, he has a complete wire harness issue. He is sitting in the pits at King of the Hammers replacing his entire wire harness on the car. Oh my gosh. My first experience with James Cantrell. Um, and uh, I got to know the guy, and uh, he, did he did very well for all the problems that he had that weekend. He did really well. Uh, and I was like, yeah, we need to uh, move forward. Uh, we sponsored him. Uh, we got him our stage five kit and got it installed in the car, you know, and then I got to watch him throughout the season, you know, missing a door here or, um, <laughs> you know, the game Cantrell videos. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He kept bugging me last year saying, Hey, you've got to come out to this race in Kentucky races, the riches. And I was like, and I was talking with another guy that we sponsored and I got to do uh, a leg of the Vegas Torino race. It was my first time really getting in a, a race car. Mm -hmm. uh, working around I wanted to but uh, that was my first time um, and I was like yeah we'll come out to it and he's like you come out you can get in the car with me I was like great I'm down well then of course all his buddies start chiming in like dude you're crazy yeah. no idea what you're in for um, we went out to races the riches um, and they had of course uh, you know Joey puts on such a great event um, mm -hmm. and there were some issues. Um, God, I don't remember what I try and remember what it was, but they ended up pushing the race back. And mm -hmm. uh, then they came up with a decision like, you guys are doing this many laps, which was more than they normally did. It was like, okay, so we're going to have a fuel stop, whatever. So we got in the car. I guess it hadn't rained in Kentucky for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. It was, you know, desert dusty. And it was a night race, and we went up there, and I I, I had a ball. I had I had yeah. a great time. Um, it was uh, I have a whole new respect for those guys. We sponsor a lot of 
East Coast racers. And uh, man, it's a lot different dri driving between the trees. Um, it is full speed than it is out in the out in the desert. Um, yeah, it's a completely different experience. But uh, yeah, we had a blast. Um, didn't lose any doors. Hey, <laughs> there's one in every bunch, right? <laughs> Yeah, it was a it was a great time, and I I told him we've got to do this again. Um, so I know uh, Dynajet has signed on as a platinum sponsor with the Pro Rock Series for this season. Um, Amazing! Really bummed we're supposed to be racing this weekend. Yep. Yep. Uh, I was just about to say that, but it's still amazing that you guys are sponsoring that series because personally, that, I'm a big fan of that series. Uh, big fan of the endurance races. I know that um, there's a few that are starting to kind of blossom in the East coast and uh, pro rock and Joey, man, they, they just, they've done an awesome, awesome job with it so far. Yeah. We're really excited to be a part of it. And uh, I'm looking forward to getting back in the car with James. Um, we're definitely doing a race again. Um, and uh, I keep, bug I keep bugging him. I'm, I'm hoping uh, Cole, We'll uh, back out and let me get in the car with him for King of the Hammers next year. We'll see. Yeah, that would be it'd be it'd be a long day. I'll just say that it'd be a long day. Uh, but we 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 mentioned it briefly there in the tune conversation, um, and in probably the most popular discussion when it comes to performance things like that, uh, and also at the same time one of the more confusing pieces of all this is clutching. Um, clutching is uh process to say the least and i know that there are certain there, there are products where you can ship it to someone with a uh, a a backing of the experience that you guys have in terms of the testing you guys have done and things like that but say for example um me i'm a great example right now i just got a set of super grip atv k9 tires they're awesome they hook well they're kevlar um they're heavier than the big horns i was running so it's a big step up on my drivetrain um, I've lost a little bit of my power and I'm looking for either a clutch option, a tune option or gears or what have you. But when it comes to clutching, how do you guys go through the process with someone? How do you guys service someone that calls and said, Hey, here's my issue. I don't have enough power. I went to a bigger tire. Well, I mean, so there, you know, of course we are out there with a lot of companies that all they do is clutching. Um, mm -hmm. you know, they have the ability to specialize in, Okay, here's a here's a clutch setup for rock crawling, you know, in this situation, lower gears, all that kind of stuff. What we've done is again, we come out with a product line that covers 85% of the people out there. Mm -hmm. We're looking, we go for the masses, basically, what the majority of people need. Um, you know, we tested our kits in race cars, got feedback. Mm -hmm. um, what our kit does is it is adjustable. So a lot of kits, you know, they've got a bolt, put the bolt through, this weighs here. Our clutch kit uses earth magnets. So each earth magnet is worth about 150 RPM. So okay. what we do is we give you, say, okay, I have a 2018 Polaris XPT. So here's a clutch kit. comes with the primary spring, secondary spring, arms, and weights. Um, we give you the initial setting and say, okay, so you've got, you're doing trail riding, you're running 32-inch tires, Here's your initial setting. You put those weights in there, get the prime. We tell you what primary spring, what secondary spring. Then we go say, okay, go out, put your foot on the floor. When you hit 55 miles an hour, find out where your RPM is. 
-hmm. We're looking for about on that that car about 8,300 RPM. Okay. If you're low or high, we know to either add or remove magnets. Um, the nice thing is, is that you can actually, well, okay, so now I'm going like for out here in the desert where we are. So I'm, well, I'm going to dunes this weekend. Well, that's going to be a different setup. So you might just have to add some weight or remove weight. So the nice thing is the, the clutch kit is adjustable based on that. Um, so let me, let me interrupt because I will forget. Uh, I got two questions there. First off, it's awesome that you guys offer an adjustable kit. Um, my first question is how many do you guys, you know, estimate, think, and I'm sure in the instructions this says go hit 55, get a, get, you know, get track of your RPM. How many people do you think actually take the time to do that and, and will make adjustments after that fact? Uh, I would probably say 40 to 50% won't do that. They will mm -hmm. go out and go, oh, I, I don't, something seems off. And then we'll tell them to do the test. And then they'll do the test. And then they'll give us the feedback. Then we'll know how to adjust it from there. Um, it's uh, it's one of those things like there is no perfect setting for everybody. You know, every car is slightly different. That's why we give you basically where to start and then to mm -hmm. adjust from there. And we make it easy. In all reality, you can do the adjustments while it's on the car. You don't actually have to take it off. A little it's not the easiest in the world but you can get the magnets out or add magnets um can-am a little harder uh can-am we are about, we are the only person that maybe some other people have followed by now but we were the only company that changed all six arms out most mm -hmm. often they changed three arms out but we did all six, which gave us the most adjustability across the right right so. <laughs> but uh, clutch, it is a it's there's so much in-depth that you can go with that. That's why I was saying, you know, uh, one of our engineers wants to do a session, you know, with you where you guys can get into true in-depth technical. Um, sure. Sometimes they get into some technical stuff with me and it goes over my head. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I know uh, my car, uh, it's been running the same belt for at least a year. I think we just changed it out. Um, yeah car we did testing on for the can-am clutch kit did uh entire best in the desert race season on the same belt look brand new when we took it off the car perfect perfect yeah. so let me ask you this follow-up to to what you mentioned a minute ago in terms of people calling you and saying hey something's not right um two things one how many would you say actually call you guys as a follow-up call because you know i would say a lot of my friends down here i don't know if i call them all my friends but a lot of folks down here would probably just slap a clutch kit on hey it's better than it was and just leave it because they don't want to have to do any of it all over again um do you think i mean again that's a personal preference but is that second step of getting the rpm you know making the adjustments based off the rpm is that really uh, a big player or is just doing the modification on its own enough? Most often, most often I would say the, the average guy is not going to notice the big difference, meaning okay. like where maybe it's a hundred, 200 RPM off. Mm -hmm. They're not really going to, it's not going to make a difference to them, but the guy who's out there all the time is working on his own stuff knows that 200 RPM and wants that RPM where it's supposed to be. Misconception is, is, is that 
where the car actually shifts out, you know, they're thinking that that's where they should be on the red line. Well, no, not, you know, you're shifting out at 83. You still might run about the 86, 8700. Mm -hmm. But where the where the clutch shifts completely out and where the clutch is no longer moving is mm -hmm. at 8300 RPMs. That's where your peak horsepower is at. Hmm. Interesting. Very Doesn't interesting. Mean you're actually going to not get any more speed or mm -hmm. RPM out of it. It's just where the clutch is not doing anything anymore. Mm -hmm. so, hmm. Kind of like a 10-speed bike. Yeah. The chain goes back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, you can't go any further. Yeah. So all that being said, someone give, give me a, a quick synopsis of how the conversation goes. I call you. I say, hey, I've got a 2017 1000 XP non-turbo. Um, I just put 35s on my vehicle. Uh, what do you think I should do? Are you going to hit me with a product and just and, and, and go here? Or what, what's the conversation? What we'll tell them is, okay, so... First off, you, clutch kit is, is mandatory at that point. Mm -hmm. um, stock clutches are only basically made for stock tire size. Right. Uh, what will happen is once you put the bigger tires on, you'll you will start noticing your RPM starts dropping. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it's shifting out now at 8,000 RPM. Well, it starts doing that, you're losing horsepower. Mm -hmm. um, you might not notice it right away, but you'll notice that's when, you know, well, why is my buddy pulling away from? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then we go. Okay, here's your clutch kit. This is what um, these are your initial settings. Mm -hmm. When you get it, start with this. Go out, do the test. Whether okay. they do the test or not, we won't know. Okay, uh, but it is one of the steps that we have in the installation guide to determine where we need to adjust it. We okay. state in there that this is a starting point. That you know every car is slightly different. Most of the time, they can put it in there, and it's so close, it doesn't matter. You know, right? You don't want to spend hours fixing, you know, messing with it. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it, it's the bottom line is, as soon as you change tires, you you need to. Yeah, that's that's a really, I want to say it's unfortunate because a lot of guys really, uh, they just don't, they just kind of take it on the chin and they rob their vehicle of the performance that it could have, uh, and in. I mean, in all reality, clutches are not the most expensive upgrade that you're going to make to that car for sure. Um, so, but but in in the flip side, it's going to be probably the uh, upgrade that you notice the most, especially when you change the tire size. Because uh, again, anyone that's put on 32s or like a good heavy solid 32, the second you press the gas after it, you can just hear your belt back there just having just squealing like a little pig. It uh, it's 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 very very, very quickly, you'll find out why you need it. Um, but all that being said, uh, again, there's a lot of technical depth that could be gone in on there. And, and I'll get in touch with your engineer and we'll set some time up to do that. But um, tell, tell me about the stages in your tunes, because we, we kind of briefly mentioned it, but you mentioned a stage five versus, you know, you mentioned the, the injectors, the bigger turbo, et cetera. Talk me through stage one to a stage five for uh, a, a Razor XP Turbo. Okay. Well, across the board, the stage one is basically the tune itself. Okay. That's what we consider stage one. Um, like I said, there's other people who do like their tunes or stages. Ours are packages. That's mm -hmm. our stage. Like there's actually parts that come with it. Uh, so stage one is your tuner. Stage two, 
which is one of those things like we always say that should be with just about everybody out there that's a tuner and clutch kit combo um you know it saves you a little money buying them together yeah uh, stage three for polaris would be the charge tube uh clutch kit and tuner our charge tubes do come with a bill of blow off valve uh stage four we jump up to um Sorry, we just created a new stage. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, out with the stage three plus. Stage three plus, I forgot, it's a new one. Um, actually, is our new billet wastegate that we came out with. Okay. Now, all of our stages as we go come with tunes already pre built for those stages. Okay. You don't really need it until you get to stage three plus because um, the charge tube's not giving you any more horsepower, clutch mm -hmm. kit is not giving you any more, maybe a horsepower. Uh, that's not where it's coming from. It's actually just it's allowing the clutch to give you your, your actual horsepower. Right. Um, the three plus because of the wastegate, we do need to give you a new tune. Um, the stage four is where we jump up to the bigger turbo. Okay. Um, James loves that turbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pushing about 21 psi with it. Woo. Uh, so uh, you'll see about 40 horsepower gain with the Polaris turbos, 45. Um, and then stage five, stage five for the Polaris, uh, it comes with that, uh, coolant tank. That's more, you're going to see more of the dune guys for that. Um, it just helps lower charge sense a little bit more. Um, in the, uh, newer 2020s, it doesn't even fit. So it's for the up to 2019. Um, uh, majority of people you see on the stage four, uh, with the bigger turbo, the bigger turbo does come again with the billet wastegate. Um, that is not our new wastegate. That is a that picture hasn't been changed out. Actually, it's a red wastegate that says DinoJet on it. Um, we do change out. There it is in the top. Yeah. Uh, this one. Uh, you can see it on the Can-Am. The pictures change, but that's actually our new wastegate. There we go. Yeah, we have a four Polaris and Can-Am. That's sharp. Um, but. Uh, we change out the all the internals. Uh, what it is is you send in your core. We have a, a rebuilt uh, turbo. All the internals are done. Bigger wheel on the intake side. One less blade on the exhaust side. Uh, completely bead blasted. One-year warranty on the turbo. So um, that is the new Can-Am one, uh, stage five. Uh, does come with bigger injectors. That kit, like I said, is about 60 horsepower. Uh, the Can-Am is just a bit of a more efficient engine and yeah. turbo. Um, so we were able to pull more out of it. Um, so. so let me ask you this. Um, I know you have, are you, you, do you own a UTV? Yes. I do. Okay. Uh, well, you I have a Can-Am. I have a Can-Am. Okay. Very nice. I actually bought our show car. Uh, okay. We have a 2017 Can-Am X3. Um, 64 inch model that uh, my wife and I bought. I took her to for our anniversary last year. I took her to uh, her first off road race. Cool. Uh, she, she saw her first trophy truck and, of course, wanted that. Um, and I said, Well, we can't afford that. But uh, <laughs> uh, we got down to a new TV. So, uh, you know, we bought that from DinoJet um, mm -hmm. and turned it into a race car. Uh, we raced the rally class and best in the desert. Um, and now we're adding in the sportsman class for snore, um, just to have some more fun. So, uh, it's fun. Uh, 
um, you know, as, as anything, it's a work in progress, uh, constantly working on it, constantly building it up. Uh, so it's fun, though. So let me ask you this. Uh, going from, you know, the, the, the sales side, the business side to things to now, you know, you have a vehicle. You guys went to a race. You guys are, uh, if I recall correctly, you said you're beginning to race. Um, how does how does that go for you? Because there it is, right there. That bad boy, that is shark. So that was our first race at Parker. Um, that was a very long day. That was the first race that we did in that car. Um, we, uh, my wife drove the first lap. Um, we changed. I drove lap two. Uh, lap two. Uh, about 30 miles in, we uh, twisted the drive line up, mm. um, and the co-driver that was with me and I spent about an hour pulling the uh, drive line out of the car and throwing it in two-wheel drive and doing the remaining uh, 55, 60 miles in two-wheel drive. So uh, it was an accomplishment just to get to the end of that, but uh, um, it's been since fixed. Uh, we raced uh, Laughlin in February, where I rolled the car on lap one. Uh, we got it back on all fours and uh, finished all six laps. So we finished both races. We've, uh, <laughs> there's that's, that's right there. That's <laughs> all these guys know me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it is impressive to say you finished both of those races. Both of those races are. Uh, I don't want to say this. They have a reputation. So to say you finished them is awesome. Um, one thing I did want to bring up, though, is you guys have other UTV-related products, don't you? Yes. Tell me a little bit about what all of the array that Dynamite sells. Um, so we have – so we don't just do clutch kits for just uh, – right now we have Polaris, Can-Am. Um, we just released one for the Wildcat. XX. Um, I know they are working on one for the Kawasaki. Okay. Uh, what you, have you looked at that car yet? Yes. Uh, we have a Power Commander out currently. Um, you know, of course, there's always hopes that we'll be able to flash uh, tunes there, but uh, we are uh, working on. Um, I know uh, we did some testing on a on a clutch for it since it does have a CVT clutch. Um, mm -hmm definitely has has some potential uh we also do stuff like clutch tools um, we have a spacer kit uh for the xp turbo uh every belt so you take three cars three xp turbos on put them on showroom floor the belt tension on all three of them will probably be different so we have a kit that goes in there that removes right. the circle clip and allows you to tighten or loosen the belt to where it should be hmm. so it's a simple product uh, but it works um, we have uh, like I said wastegates injectors um, charge tubes clutch kits uh, we're coming out with some more tools um, yeah we have wideband kits that go with our flash tuners that allow you to data log where you can build custom tunes of your own with it. Um, Cause most people, a lot of people don't have access to a dyno. So that will 
Uh, they can use our wideband kit with their unit, send us a log, we'll build the tune for them and send it right back. Wow, that's really cool. Uh, one thing I want to ask here is uh, you mentioned clutch tools. If anyone has ever tried to work on their clutch or even, I mean, at, even at very least, remove their belt, it's not the easiest task in the world. Um, what are some of the clutch tools that you guys make and which would you say is the most necessary to have with you? Well, we do have a, a tool for pulling the belt, um, you know, on the naturally aspirated cars. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a beer opener on the other side, so it's very hey. handy to look out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do, uh, there's a couple of kits that we sell, um, other manufacturers make for us, mm -hmm. um, but we have like, we sell a complete kit to do a Can-Am clutch, which um, otherwise without this kit, uh, you can't buy the kit. It has to come directly from BRB. It was only sold to dealers. So this is a kit that will work. Um, so I know there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. uh, we're thinking of some other stuff. I know the big question we always get asked is they go into uh, the PowerVision flash tuner and they go, hey, it's blue. It's got Bluetooth. Um, it does have Bluetooth ability that is not turned on yet. Uh, they are working on an app. Um, that will basically allow you to access our website, download directly through the app into the unit via Bluetooth. Your That's tuner. cool. So um, that'll be something once that is released, uh, it will be just a simple firmware update to turn it on on the unit. So cool. previous people can use it too. You just yeah. update the firmware and you're good to go. Yeah. That's, that's really, really neat. Um, so let me ask you this. We did mention earlier that you guys sponsor people, I'm assuming all across the nation. We didn't even mention this. Where are you located? Where are you based out of? Um, so DinoJet has two offices. We have uh, the office that I'm located, which is in uh, North Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, that's where our tech support, sales, warehouse, R&D is. Then we have our Montana location. Our Montana location is engineering, manufacturing. That's where our dinos are built. Um, so it's a, a marriage between those two offices to get to where we are. Um, mm -hmm. So we got about, I'd say somewhere in about 100, 110 employees. Okay. Wow. That's, that's big. That's a real, that's a big operation to get going. That's pretty amazing. Um, you, you, are you, you guys bigger? <laughs> Yeah, well, that, agreed, agreed. But I feel like that number was was bigger than I expected. But I didn't take necessarily into account the fact that you guys are manufacturing everything as well. So uh, that's really awesome that you guys are doing that yourself. But uh, the reason I bring that up is, can you just give me a rundown of, of like the DinoJet race program? Uh, maybe even drop me some of the names you guys have, all the, the whole nine yards. Um, so the DinoJet race program, uh, we've always supported racers um, at different levels, anywhere from discount. Some guys, you know, that have proven themselves, get free product. Um, but most often we're just trying to support because we know most racers are on a budget. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we try to help them out. Um, usually what we look in return is um, decals run on the vehicle, social media posts, I mean, I got a couple of them that are on the, watching right now. Devin Spitt, yeah. James Cantrell. Um, these are guys uh, uh, that 
over the last year and a half, like since I got into the UDVs, kind of built a relationship with. We stay in constant communication. Um, sometimes, like with James, I get the opportunity to go in the vehicle. Um, but, you know, right now, originally we started off mainly West Coast. That's really because that's where all the, that's where I am. That's where the racers that I saw. Um, but, you know, slowly but surely, people like James and Devin have brought me east. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're trying to focus and get some more East Coast stuff, Midwest. Um, bottom line is, is, is I'm look, you know, myself and DinoJet are looking to grow this industry. Um, you know, the guys who are racing, in my opinion, are the ones who are my best spokesperson when I'm unavailable. Agreed. So Agreed. I can only spend so much time on social media answering trying to stay on top of every question that I see. And we have a social media guy, uh, Justin, that is, um, you know, he's just joined the team in like the last six, eight months, but does a great phenomenal job where it used to be all, you know, I was constantly doing it. And so he's been huge on, on doing that. Um, but I count on these guys to answer the questions for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do. They're constantly, you know, Oh yeah, try this, try this, because they know they've used our product, they know our product, they know it works. Um, so it's, uh, I mean, it's a it's a big list um, of people. Um, sometimes not as big as I'd like, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but uh, we're there. Uh, I would say it's uh, UTV heavy now, mm-hmm. because that's personally where the market has gone. Um, so. Um, but you know, we're, you know, we still do motorcycles. We're still there to help motorcycle people. Um, we're very well known in the Harley industry. Um, but you know, I I like seeing Dinojet names on the, on the podium. Yeah. um, Yeah. So it's, uh, the racer program, uh, you know, if someone wants or is interested in becoming seeing if they can get a sponsorship from us, um, they can email me direct. Um, we take it on a case by case basis. Of course, right now everything's a little tight. Um, yeah. But you know, we know it's all going to open back up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, we're still developing new product, and uh, uh, you know, I count on the feedback from these guys. You know, mm-hmm. um, I send them out something. I, I, I'm looking for feedback to know what how it performs, what issues they're having, and try to fix it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think that's really great. And one of the most important things that I cannot continue to reiterate is a company that supports people who buy their products and, and spokesmen within their own uh, field, just it really goes a long way. And it says a lot about the company too. So uh, I tip my hat to you guys for that, for sure. Um, but all in all, uh, that kind of that wraps up all my questions. I'm going to just field some more things at you. Uh, just for my own personal opinion here. Um, what did you think of King of Hammers this year? Oh, I loved it. I love that event. Um, it was uh, it was heartbreaking to see James not finish. Um, sure. Yeah, of course. I spent all, you know, all day watching him. And, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, that is such a cool event. Um, mm-hmm. I love that environment. Um, the people there – it's just, it's, you know, we, we brought uh, the guy who did the, 
the event with me a year before, came back this year with me, and then we brought a newer guy with us, and he was just blown away by the the size of it and, mm-hmm. and what goes on. I mean, I have never seen such a well televised sporting sporting event. Yeah, it, how amazing! So I actually don't. I don't I actually took the day off of work to sit and watch the the 4400 class, uh, and it was great. I had so much fun. There was so much anticipation. The UTVs, I mean, all over it, crazy. Just the fact that they can ha- not only have the coverage, but the leaps and bounds that they're making from year to year in terms of what I can watch sitting on my couch, uh, just sitting on my couch in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and I can literally have like second to second updates on these cars. Amazing. I am a huge fan and very thankful that they do all they do uh, to get it out to all of us because it's pretty amazing how they make it work. Um, but I've gotten some emails and some and some questions and a few calls from people, and they are asking me, "How did how did Can Am do so well? Was there was there this? Is, I'm gonna use it. I'll just go ahead and say it. Is there a conspiracy? Is, is this big sweep of Can Am because now Can Am's the main sponsor? How? What are your thoughts on that? Because obviously Can Am had huge success this year. Um, personally, I think Can. I mean. If you watch what goes on between Can-Am and Polaris, um, it's a back and forth. I mean, I don't know if you saw the post at Vegas to Reno within minutes of the finisher, top 10 finishers. There was a post up about Can-Am's superiority during that race. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know it's kind of a toss-up. I mean, Can-Am is a great desert car, Um, you know. It's, uh, but then, you know, I've ridden in James's car and I absolutely think it's a beast. So, mm-hmm. you know, I hate to say that it's, it's at any given day, it's a person's, um, it can be theirs. Sure. You know, especially King of the Hammers. Yeah. Anything is possible. Like your car is just, you have a flawless day. No one's going to touch you. Mm-hmm. And I think. I'm sure Can-Am put a ton of money behind their racers. Um, <laughs> James. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get there. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, those questions are hilarious. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I just think that Can-Am came in with a vengeance for this race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I just think they had the day. Mm-hmm. But then you turn around and watch Brandon Sims at the mid 400. And he, it's very true. he demolished the field. Yeah, it's very true. Let me ask you from a performance perspective, um, who's in the lead? And I immediately have a follow-up question. <laughs> who's in the lead performance-wise? Personally, I think what the car can do, up until the Pro XP came out, I said I was going to say KM had leaps and bounds over Polaris. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw some, we were shocked at work mm-hmm. by the Pro XP. Um, and I think maybe some tweaks to the car and it'll be a force to be reckoned with. Um, really? Yeah. The KMs do really well in the desert. Mm-hmm. They just, they, uh, they do. Um, but again, you know, on any given day, it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, you can build these cars so they're basically the, both the same. Last year, uh, the No Limit car with Phil Blurton, that car was almost untouchable all season. Yeah. And he ended, and then Mitch Guthrie won in a Polaris after the car broke in the last race. Yeah. All he had to do is, you know, if he finished in the top 10, he would have had the season wrapped up and he broke. Yeah. All it took was one day. So, it, you know, again, that's. I, I agree with you. And I think the, especially for me, and I may be the only one pushing this narrative because I ask everybody that comes on the show, I feel like Polaris is about this close and there's, there's just a, like you said, a few modifications and that pro XP is it I've driven, uh, I've ridden in the, in the, and actually, uh, Hubert Rowland from Nitro Circus, I rode in his can. I, I was rode. in his car at uh, King Harris. Woo! That is a fast car, man. <laughs> that thing is dangerous. It is just, I've never been in anything. Here's, let me phrase it like this. And this isn't a knock or anything, but uh, that car is so violently fast, it seemed overpowered for the weight of the chassis. I felt like... It wasn't. It wasn't supposed to have that amount of just like roughness to it. It just felt like. And to be honest with you, I mean, there's a big kick for like uh, inner inner fenders that are steel, so objects can't come through the floorboard in the East Coast. It's a really big deal. However, um, that was my main concern because we started going way fast right out of the gate, and it's just crazy, crazy, crazy fast. But at the same token, um, just shortly before he got that car. Uh, I got a chance to actually drive his Pro XP, drove it around. That car drives better than anything I've ever been in, steers better, steers under itself. Absolutely wonderful car. Um, but it's about that close from making me feel the way that Can-Am felt. Uh, and it's what, – what do you what do you think about all that? Because it's, it, I agree with you. It's close, but it, there's a gap. I mean, I've ridden in multiple Can-Ams, and, and uh, it's my preference. Um, I – it's just it's a completely different ride. Um, it is. We were we did some clutch stuff for uh, Hubert at uh, King of the Hammers, and he and I went out testing in his car, and whew, yeah, that was a uh, eye opener in his car. But uh, um, yeah, it's a it's a bad boy. Uh, and Dave Taylor actually just ran in there. Can I get the screen replaced on my PVCX? No, you can't. But contact our office. Um, you would want to email uh, PVCX Tech. That's PVCX T E C H at DinoJet.com. Explain what happened, and they've got some stuff that they can. We do stuff like, you know, discount replacements where, you know, we can help you out on a discounted price because you've got a broken screen or it's gone out. Sometimes, if it's you know, if it's gone out and has nothing to do with you, they might even extend warranty on that. It's all depending on the circumstance, but contact our office and uh, they're not definitely not going to say, you, Oh, you know, you're screwed. Uh, we're <laughs> definitely here to help you. So. Gotcha. Um, well that little bit of derail, but we're back. Uh, so let me ask you this. We'll, we'll, we'll address James's question. You've been in, had the opportunity to go to both um, East coast, West coast. You mentioned earlier, it's different going faster in the trees, but if you had to pick one that is, Okay, we'll, ask, we'll answer James' question. Which one's better? Which one do you like better? Um, well, 
I would wait for James to come out and race one of our races and then uh, pose the question to him. Um, okay. it, it's their night and day difference. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, when you're hitting dry lake beds doing 95, 98 miles an hour across it. Um, you know, if someone's in front of you, you really can't see. Um, yeah. It's a different kind of racing environment. Um, I, I love the tree racing. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Um, you know, I caught myself ducking inside the cab a few times, which, you know, it's hilarious. Uh, but, um, you know, I don't know if I could choose one over the other. Um, okay. You know, uh, that's why I want to do the two races that I can back east uh, mm -hmm. with him just because it was a great experience. Um, uh, but desert racing, you know, I'm hoping he's going to come out and we're going to get to do a desert race together out here. Um, it's it's different because you have such wide open sections mm -hmm. um, where you're just foot on the floor, um, wide open throttle. Uh, it's very rare that you get to do that in the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, on and off and you know, tight. But the technical side of it is. Um, I mean, half the stuff he drove up, I couldn't believe we did. Desert car break. Yeah. Um, as tough as a desert car is, um, they're not built the same. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're looking for a narrower car at, in the trees. Yeah. I run a 64-inch car in the desert, and, you know, I teeter on the freak, the ruts because there are usually the 72-inch or 80-inch wide cars going through there, and I'm struggling to stay in there. Um you want a wide car, the whoops, they're spaced enough that you need a longer car to get across the top of them instead of violently hitting up and down on them. So um, it really is, uh, um, they're just so opposite spectrums, but um, I hope I get the opportunity to do both of them for a long time. Yeah, that's a great answer. I like that. Um, but we're just over that hour mark, uh, so I won't keep you much longer. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to mention while I've got you and you've got everyone here? Um, just, uh, I mean, everyone knows uh, my social media. Uh, you know, I am always here to answer questions. Um, I'm always, you know, there's uh, not a time unless I'm dead asleep. Um, I'm usually answering questions around the clock uh, because, you know, uh, not every problem happens during the hours of eight to five. Um, so, you know, I like to be there as much as I can without, of course, neglecting my family. But, um, you know, don't ever feel that you can't contact me because I'm more than happy to help. And if I don't have the answer, I'll get you the answer. Yeah. And you're very responsive, too. I think. I think it was Sunday night at like nine o'clock. I messaged you and I was like, Hey, you want to come on the podcast this week? <laughs> so I appreciate it. Uh, I'm a very, very, very appreciative. Um, obviously you have brought your team with you here. So it's very exciting to have had you on the show. Um, is there anything else before we close it out? Um, if we get to do this races to riches, uh, mm -hmm. in uh, June, we need to do this again with me and James after this. I'll tell you what, uh, I'll be there. How's that? And we can yeah, do it in person. And we yep, can let's do it in person because we're doing records or checkers this time. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, um, we're going to end the broadcast. And uh, uh, Matt, just stay on the line for me. Everybody, thanks for joining us. Um, it's been an excellent episode, and I can't wait till next time.
right, thanks guys. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to the show. I do wanna go over Super Grip ATV one more time, but before that, if you enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. It really helps us and it really goes a long way. Uh, Super Grip ATV doesn't just offer the K9 tire. Uh, they offer an amp tire, an amp, uh, I'm assuming that everyone is pretty familiar with the K9 by now, but I'm actually gonna go over it. The Super Grip K9 is a rugged, all-terrain ATV UTV tire designed to get you through the most extreme terrains. The K9 features an eight-ply rated radial construction with great rubber compounds for your on-road and off-road adventures. One question I've been getting on Facebook a lot is how do they wear on the road? Guys, I'm not sure, and I'll find out if I can tell you what they were getting out of their R&D tires, but I mean, it was in the ballpark of, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of miles out of these tires, um, longer than any tires I've ever ran, for sure, on my any of my machines. Uh, if you're looking for the ultimate control, on-road or off-road, you need to not look further. The K9 tire is it. You know what's really cool is they actually offer a Kevlar uh, sidewall on there. Kevlar is obviously a synthetic fiber that's about five times stronger than steel. Kevlar is used in the tires in one of two ways. Um, as a replacement for the steel coils that form uh, the tire's edge, known as the beads. Um, but also, it actually goes into the... Uh, let me make sure I'm reading this here. Uh, da, 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 da. But it is a uh, internal fabric that internal fabric casing that forms the tire structure. When the beads are made of Kevlar, the tires are lighter and the tire can be folded up easily, something that can't be done with a regular tire, and it is super strong, y'all, super strong. I've run Kevlar tires before, and they're absolutely nuts how strong they are. Um, super good tire, one inch tread depth, eight ply rating, comes in a 27, a 30, a 32, and the elusive 35. That tire is gonna be awesome. Uh, the K9 will eventually be coming out in three different compounds. Spoiler, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but here it is. Uh, it's going to be coming out on a standard, uh, a soft and a softer. They're going to have uh, two different names for the soft tires, but that's essentially what we're getting at. I'll find, I'll iron out the details there. Another tire that they offer, which I think is a big hit, is the uh, Shredder tire. It's an extreme mud tire designed for maximum traction in the mud in an amazingly smooth ride. The two-tiered tread pattern, shoulder treads, and massive tread lugs provide excellent traction and clean out in even the muddiest conditions. Deep wrapping tread bars hook up on one side while dispersing the mud from the center channel. That's the shredder. The sizes that shredder comes in, whoa, it's a lot. They have a 25, uh, two versions of the, wow, a bunch of different versions of the 25 in different uh, widths, a 26, a 27, and a 28, all in different widths, and some with a liner option. Uh, guys, tons of different things. Supergrip also offers an entire line of wheels right now. Now they're non-beadlock wheels, they're alloy though. They do sell a 12-inch wheel and they sell a 14-inch wheel, which are super stylish. Um, one more tire worth mentioning is their amp tire. The amp is a non-directional tire pattern, I'm sorry, excuse me, tread pattern that makes it great on almost every type of terrain. It's kind of like a big horn, but not exactly the same. Sorry, super grip if I'm not supposed to say that, but uh, for your, you know, just so you guys have a mental picture, that's what the amp tire is. It comes in uh, the ATV sizes, a 24, 25, 26, 27, and a 29 for the 11, 12, and 14 inch size rims. Super cool, you can run a 27 and a 14 inch rim. Whoa, big boys. And a variety of width 
there. But glad to have Supergrip on board. Supergrip is going to do some awesome things in the future, and I'm glad that they have hitched their wagon to Racing on the Rocks. Uh, another sponsor is Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road offers a 25-year you-break-it, they-fix-it warranty, even covering accidental damage on all of the following products. Light bars, light pods, wheel rings, whips, uh, rock lights, for example, super bright rock lights. And by the way, they're running a crazy special on uh, their 4-watt rock lights. I think that's what it is. Um, check that out this week. I'm not sure how long that's actually going to last. Uh, they offer all listeners of the show a 10% off coupon. Code word ROCKS, R-O-C-K-S. will get you what you need and get you out the door 10% cheaper. Another sponsor we have is We Buy Rides. We Buy Rides is a car dealership where you can go and confidently get the best offer for your vehicle. Um, highly recommend doing business with these guys. The customer service that I've had with them has been pretty much unmatched. Uh, there was a almost no questions negotiation between us. I knew that I was getting a really good deal. They, you know, it was no hassle. Uh, I'm confident that you guys will run into the same uh, encounter with them. They're awesome to deal with, great people, and they'll even uh, get the specific car that you're looking for, a 4x4 diesel and Highline vehicle specifically is their specialty. They move a ton of cars through the lot, and I'm super happy to be doing business with those guys. That's WeBuyRidesWithAZ.com and WeBuyRides on Facebook. Last but not least, All Things UTV is our final sponsor. Everything else that the two companies, or three companies, uh, don't sell, All Things UTV picks up the slack. Uh, All Things UTV will become a Supergrip ATV dealer, um, so you can expect to get the K9 and other tire options through All Things UTV. But not only that, but they have awesome tender spring upgrade kits. They have performance clutching axles. Uh, wheels, tires, everything you can think of, they've got it. All Things UTV really uh, is your one-stop shop. And like I said, with my experience with them, almost overnight shipping. I mean, I, I don't know what overnight shipping exactly entails, but ordered it Thursday, showed up my house on Friday, uh, and just got the last of the batch that came directly from System 3. I had tracking numbers, the whole nine yards. Everything was awesome. So All Things UTV on Facebook and Instagram and allthingsutv.com. All right, everybody, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you review the post, uh, review the podcast. Give us some love, and I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Thanks.